pray. Holy Spirit, we ask that you breathe your word, you breathe your spirit over this word in Jesus' name. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through to 6, Bible says that by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, I appeal to you, I, Paul, who I am timid when face to face with you, but bold when I'm away. I beg you that when I come, I may not have to be as bold as I expect to be towards some people who think that we live by the standards of this world. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of this world. Hallelujah. They are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Hallelujah. Pulling down strongholds. We demolish argument and every pretensions that sets itself against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Hallelujah. We've been talking on a series called The Secret Weapons of Our Warfare. The Secret Weapons of Our Warfare. And I said to you that, listen, this day, day and age that we live in, there are times of crisis, times of war. Hallelujah. We live in times of war. And we should not kid ourselves and think that life is, life is normal. Life, there's nothing usual about what we are going through in 2020. There is nothing usual about the pandemic attack that we are living in. There is nothing usual about what is happening around. Have you not realized that it looks as if that the, the, the attack is rather on the church? Like Pastor Kobner was saying, it's more on the church than anything. It's as if COVID-19 lives inside the church. Hallelujah. It's the place that they want to close most. I mean, if you are diagnosed with COVID-19 and the people call you, the first place they will ask, where have you been? And when you start talking, you say that you've been to work, you've been to the, the uh, supermarket, and they don't, the restaurant, they don't say anything. But as soon as you mention church, they want to now, now bring specifics now so that we can go close it down. It's amazing. Hallelujah. And that should tell you something. That this is not anything that we should take, take it lightly. It's an attack. On us. Amen. Why do you think we are being attacked as a church? We are not, it's not the church that is under attack. We are, as members are under attack. Hallelujah. Our faith is under attack. Amen. So that we are saying everything but what we need to say. Our attention is on everything but God. We are worried about everything. Our jobs, our, our health, our pockets, everything but God. That should tell you that there is a war in the spiritual realm where we are concerned. So we need to take serious the, the, the weapons that we have as Christians, as children of God. Hallelujah. And the first thing we talked about was the weapon of praise. How many remember? The weapon that we have is our praise. Never lose your praise. Never lose your song. Never lose your worship when you are going through. 
When times are hard, you have lost your job, you've lost, uh, I mean, friends and loved ones, and, and things are, are going bad, don't lose your worship. Don't change your, 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 the, 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 the praise and the song that comes out of your mouth. Amen. And the next one we talked about was what? Your faith. Amen. Bible says that if your faith fails in the times of adversity, then your strength was very, very small. Your faith was small. Amen. This is not a time for us to lose our faith. This is not a time for us to run away from the house of God. This is the time for us to run into the house of God. Hallelujah. I said this is the time to run into the house of God. And the third thing we talked about was what? The joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Don't lose, the, don't lose your joy. Don't lose your joy. Do not, whatever you do, we, we read in Nehemiah, how many remember? Nehemiah chapter number 8, verse 9. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, Ezra, governor Ezra the priest and the, and the scribe and the Levites, who taught the people, said to all the people, the day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or nor weep. Amen. When everybody's mourning and everybody's weeping and everybody is just sighing and humming and crying, that is not the time for you to weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the Lord. Amen. Then he said, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions. To those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our God. Do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. Someone say the joy of the Lord is my strength. Do you know what that means? The power behind this particular scripture is that if you can keep the joy of the Lord amidst all the, the, the turbulence and amidst all the, the, the things that is happening around, if you can keep the joy, it means you have faith. It means you have faith that there is a better tomorrow. So instead of, because people who cry, they cry because they despair. They cry because they've lost hope. They cry because there is no, there is no strength in them. But people who are joyful and are praising are praising because they have hope. They know the win. Amen. Bible says that you and I are more than conquerors. A conqueror means that you go through the battle, but at the end of it, you win anyway. Or I say, at the end of the battle, you win. And that is what is important. You remember the scripture we read at the beginning? It says that we do not use the weapons of this world. So when everybody's crying, that is their weapon. That is when we have to retain the joy of the Lord inside of us. What does the joy of the Lord do to us? What does it mean to say that it's, it's, it's my strength? It's the promise of the future. Promise to say that God has my back. God has my future. My boss may have said that I've, uh, he's, I've been sacked. But my future does not depend on my boss. It depends on God. Hallelujah. It doesn't depend on, on the retrenchment and uh, uh, laying off and all those. It doesn't depend on it. My salary doesn't come from there. I will lift up my eyes onto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help comes from the Lord. Hallelujah. 
I said, my help comes from the Lord. And God has not left the throne. I said, he has not left the throne as yet. He's still sitting on the throne. And if he's sitting on the throne, then you can guarantee that a life will be better. Hallelujah. You can guarantee your success. And that is why you must retain the joy of the Lord inside of you. Amen. You know that the God that holds you has never let go. So be confident in that fact. People may leave you, but God will never leave you. I said, God will never leave you. He says, I will never leave or forsake you. Hallelujah. I'm with you forever. I will not leave you. So I came to assure you that whatever it comes, whatever goes, don't lose your faith. Don't lose your joy. Don't lose your hope. Amen. We are talking about the secret weapons. Remember I said to you last week, some of the weapons, they look like uh, uh, bazookas that when you shoot, it looks like you are shooting it this way, but actually it goes out that way. So sometimes the things we say, our confession, it, 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 it backfires on us. Give me the picture of my bazooka again. Hallelujah. See, the man is holding a thing, but it looks like he's looking forward, but he's actually looking backwards because the missile is going to go, go from the other end, the back end, not the front end. Sometimes, you know, it's hard. Things are hard. By June, we will all be dead. Then you ought to start saying it. That it's a bazooka. Hallelujah. Revelation 12. Revelation 12. Is it me or is it very warm in here? It's warm. Can you turn that heating down, please? This place, we don't know. We are extreme, either cold or warm. Revelation 12, verse 7, the Bible says, and, the, and war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. Hallelujah. Would you agree with me that there's war? There is war around, isn't it? How many will agree that there is war? The pandemic is a war. Hallelujah. And there was war in heaven. And Michael and his angels fought the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back. But they could not prevail. Nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out. That serpent of old called the devil. And Satan who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth. And his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accuses them before God day and night, has been cast down. And they overcame. Let's read verse 11 together. Ready? Go. Oh, read it again. Ready? Go. 
And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And Amen. So three weapons here. They overcame by what? The blood of the lamb, the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to death. Amen. These three weapons work together. And the secret, we want to look at the secret behind these three weapons. And if, if heaven used these three weapons to, over, uh, to overthrow Satan and, and, and cast him down, then we need to use these weapons. Hallelujah. If there's any weapons that we need, these three things are very, very important for us. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. The blood that was poured before the foundations of the earth, that was the blood that heaven used. To overcome Satan. And that's the same blood that we need to use. To overcome Satan in our lives. Amen. That's the same blood we need to use. Hallelujah. Listen. It's very, very important. That we understand. What the blood means. Amen. Sometimes. Ignorance. Is our own downfall. Ignorance of the word is what always makes us fall down. Because we don't understand what we have. You see, when you don't know what you have, it is no good. Because abuse is inevitable. Hallelujah. Did you understand what I'm saying? Anytime you see any, any gadget that you don't really know how to use it for, use it properly, you are guaranteed that you abuse it or misuse it. How many know that you only know about 25% of the actual use of the gadget you are holding? The phone you are holding, you only use 25% of it or less because you, don't really, you haven't really read the manual. To understand the full use of everything you have. Hallelujah. Sometimes we say, Jesus, Jesus, we don't even understand. We don't know the power behind the name. We say blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. We don't understand. The, we don't really, we have not take, taken the time to study, to know the intricacies of that particular weapon that we have. We haven't taken time. So we don't know what it means. And so we are defeated all the time saying Jesus. We are defeated all the time saying the blood of Jesus because we don't understand what that blood can do or what that blood means. Because when you understand it, then you can use it very well. Amen. I say when you understand it very well, you can use it well. Amen. What is the blood of Jesus? Remember 1 John 5, 4. Anyone that is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even what? Our faith. Whatever is born of God. Whatever is born of God. Anything that is born of something carries the DNA of that thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. 
And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Which means that the thing that connects us to the victory is our faith. And that faith is in the DNA of the overcomer, which is God. I don't know whether you're going to understand what I'm saying. Do you, do you get it? So we carry a DNA in our blood system that looks like God. That makes us overcomers. Hallelujah. We carry a DNA in through the faith that we have in God. That makes us overcomers. Because that blood is the same blood that flowed in, the, in Jesus. It's the same blood that is flowing in you. In you. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus. Someone say the blood of Jesus. Or say it like you mean it, the blood of Jesus. So let's look at the properties of the blood of Jesus. The first thing that I want you to understand, the blood of Jesus has a voice. The blood of Jesus has a voice. And that voice speaks. I say that voice speaks. Exodus chapter 12 verse 12 to 14. The Bible says, For I will pass through the land on that night and I will strike all the firstborns of the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am God. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. When I see the blood, I will pass over. And the plague shall not be on you to destroy you. When I strike the land of Egypt... So this day shall be to you a memorial, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord. Through the, throughout the generations, you shall keep it as a feast by an everlasting ordinance. Hallelujah. He says that when I send the angel of death through the land, that angel of death does not discriminate. Man and beast. COVID-19 does not discriminate. It passes through every doorpost. It passes through every house. The only thing that separates you from Egypt is allowing that, that blood to speak on your behalf. I say allowing the blood to speak on your behalf. So as soon as the angel of death comes into the house and comes around, the blood says, not so, not here. You cannot attack here. You cannot pass here. You cannot pass here. You cannot come into this room. Go next door. Because that blood has a voice. Hallelujah. And it speaks for your protection. He says that there will be no death in this house. But if you don't know the power of the voice of the blood, you may not use it. And that voice will be silent on your behalf. Hallelujah. 
The reason why the blood is not, is not effective in our going out and our coming in and we are just as, as helpless and as helpless as everybody is because we are not engaging that voice. We haven't engaged that voice. In this pandemic situation, we are not engaging that voice. This is the time every morning before you leave home, you take communion and say, let the voice speak on my behalf. Let the voice speak. My protection. Before you go to bed, you take the communion and say, that, let the voice speak for me. I'm having some, some tickly cough. I'm having some chills. You know, this is not a time to Google and see symptoms of COVID-19. Am I having symptoms? No, this is the time to allow the blood to speak. Let the blood speak for you. Hallelujah. It's time to let the blood speak. There's a voice in the blood that death is afraid of. I said there's a voice in the blood that sickness is afraid of. There's a voice in the blood that the plague is afraid of. The pandemic is afraid of. Let that voice speak for you. I said let that voice speak for you. That voice hasn't stopped speaking. It never goes silent. I say never goes silent. The only person who can silence that voice is you. If only you decide not to engage the blood, the blood cannot speak for you. But if you engage the blood, it will speak. Hallelujah. Oh, may the blood speak for me. I say, may the blood speak. The next thing about the blood is that the blood is for our liberation. The blood is for our liberation. Zechariah chapter 9 verse 11 and 12, the Bible says that as for you, because of the blood, someone say because of the blood, because of the blood, of your covenant i will set your prisoners free i will set your finances free i will set your health free i will set your children free i will set your family free because of the blood of your covenant zechariah chapter 9 verse 11 and 12. it happens to be one of our favorite verses in the whole bible as for you also because of the blood of your covenant, I will set your prisoners free from the pit wherein there is no water. And not only will I set you free, I will return you to your stronghold. You prisoners of hope. Even today, I declare that I will restore double everything that you lose. I say everything you lose, I will restore double. Hallelujah. I will restore. That husband, I will restore double. Ah, uh, listen. Elkanah uh, 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 said something. Am I not worth more than seven children to you? You are not worth, worth more than seven children. You are. I want a child. Hallelujah. <laughs> because, you see, you're saying that uh, because you, you don't have a child, I, I, I'm giving you more love that seven children will give you. No, you can't give me that. Are you with me? 
But I'll restore double that thing that you need. That thing, I'll give you double joy. That particular thing, that particular thing. Uh, Hannah was saying, no, I don't want double husband. I don't want seven times husband. I want a child. I want a son. And the Bible said, in that womb carried five children. That same womb. I'll restore double. I'll liberate you, secure you, and restore that you are, which you have lost. Your job that you have lost, I'll give you double for that trouble. Which means that you get the same, you get the same nine to five job, but you get double money. Hallelujah. I say you get double money. That this is Satan. Would if Satan had known, he would have left us alone. Yeah. Let's make sure that this is the worst mistake he made in 2020. The worst mistake he made in 2020 was to attack the world with uh, COVID-19 and attack you in particular. Hallelujah! Yeah. This is the time your marriage will be sweeter than it's ever been. I say your marriage will be sweeter than it's ever been. Your children will be sweeter than they've ever been. Your job will be sweeter than it's ever been. Your ministry will be nicer than it's ever been. Hallelujah. You, your business will multiply more than it's ever been. Listen, this is not a time to retract. This is not a time to go into uh, survival mode. No, this is, not, this is a time to go forward. This is a time to go forward in your business, in everything you are doing. This is the time to go forward. A friend was saying that, you know, you should have relaxed. You shouldn't have released the book. Wait. and no. I said, listen, you are even lucky. I wanted to release three books this year. I wanted to release three books this year. Yeah. Hallelujah. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. This is not a time to go into survival mode. Go and hide. You're hiding in the basement. No. 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 This is not a time for us to hide. This is the time for us to have convention. I said it's the time to have a convention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the time to have a lot of testimonies of God's blessings. Amen. So the blood speaks what? Liberation. The first one was what? The voice of protection. Then it liberates and restores. And it cleanses, number three. It speaks cleansing. The blood is cleansing us. First John 1, 6, the Bible says, if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all our sins. If we say we have not sinned, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. 
The blood cleanses us from our sins. Listen, I don't care what you have been through and what you have done. Allow the blood to cleanse you. Allow him to cleanse your soul. Don't live with guilt. Because guilt brings weakness. Sin brings weakness. Guilt brings weakness. Remember the Bible says that now salvation has come because the accuser of the brethren has been cast down who accuses us night and day before the Lord. He's always standing there to accuse us. Every time you are feeling guilty, remember Satan is making you feel guilty. He's accusing you all the time and he's making you go far away from God. The reason why, let, let me show you how this works. The reason why a lot of people these days don't, are not coming to church is because uh, the church people, they don't care about us. We are going through difficulty. Because after you, you feel accused yourself, you become an accuser. Are you with me? To justify why you will not go. Why you will not, why you can live anyhow. Then you start looking for faults. We never said that we are faultless. None of us have said that we don't have faults. Are you with me? But this yon, 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 Do you know the person is affecting? You and the gossip that you are gossiping with. The rest of us, we are okay. And we are okay. We are moving forward. By the time you finish gossiping and everything, you see, you are the one who's backsliding. Hallelujah. And you're, you're trying to justify. No, no, no. Listen, allow the, the blood to cleanse you and draw you closer to God. Rather than trying to justify your misbehavior. Uh, the place is gone quiet. <laughs> Oh, you don't like what I'm saying? Listen. How can you go to the hospital and accuse the people in the hospital of being sick? <laughs> Does it make sense? No, the hospital is there for sick people. The church is there for people like you and I. To come and receive an encounter with the Lord. To transform our life. To change us. Anyway. Hallelujah. So come in. And then allow the blood to cleanse you. If you read a scripture about David. You realize that David was not a perfect person. But one secret David always had. Was that he was one person that allowed the blood to cleanse him every time. Every time. He was very, very conscious of his, his relationship with God. Even when he goes mistake. One mistake, he goes to confess. One mistake. They say, don't number the people. You go and number the people. He immediately said, God, I have, I have sinned. He said, don't eat the bread. He goes to eat the bread. I, I have sinned. Don't go and sleep with somebody's wife and kill the husband. He goes to do it. He said, it's only you. He says, it's only you. 
Only you have sinned against. Create in me a clean heart. Restore, renew the right spirit within me. He says that if you restore me, I will teach sinners your way. I will not gossip with sinners to prevent them from coming to church. That is not what I will do. I will show them the way. Hallelujah. Allow the blood to cleanse you. It's been a long time since you prayed at home. It's been a long time since you read the Bible. Hallelujah. Allow the blood to cleanse you so that you become as if you have not sinned, just as if you have never sinned. You know, have you ever been dirty, sticky, and smelly before? And you took a shower. When you finished taking the shower, did your body remind you of the smell that was on you before you took the shower? You feel fresh. You feel better. That is what the blood does. Allow the blood to do that for you. Let it cleanse you. Amen. Leviticus uh, 17, 11. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls. For the blood for it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. Hallelujah. Let the blood make atonement for your soul. Let the blood always consistently. You know your soul is where your emotions are. It's where your uh, feelings are. It's where your, all the thoughts and everything is there. But that place is the place that carries a lot of guilt. And a lot of heaviness. But the blood makes atonement. It takes it away. It takes all the debris away. It takes it away. So that you can, ha- you can be light again. You can breathe again. Hallelujah. You see, when we stay at home, we are not able to go through our normal lives. We have a lot of time to play with our soul. We have a lot of time to play with our soul. When I say play with our soul, to weaken our soul. We have a lot of time to be emotional. This year, if you'll be honest, those who are married, say this year is the worst, the worst fights. The worst, uh, what do you call it? Marital issues, family issues, children issues. Everything is here. Why? Because you are, you are just around. You are confined, so you are playing with your soul. Those who are, who are single, they haven't felt lonelier ever than this year. Feel so lonely. You feel like doing something bad. You feel like this. You feel like that. Let the blood atone for the soul. That soul needs to be light again. I said that soul needs to be released again. Let the blood cleanse. I said let the blood cleanse. Am I speaking to somebody? Number four. The blood speaks forgiveness and reconciliation to God.
Matthew 26, 28, the Bible says, For this is my blood of the new covenant, which was shed for many for the remission of sins. Hallelujah. Forgive me. That's all God needs for you. He needs to hear from you. Forgive me. Because God has already made available the blood to speak forgiveness for you. Remember we said all these things is through faith. So your declaration by saying forgive me Lord is to appropriating the faith in the blood for the blood to speak forgiveness for you. Hallelujah. How many are going to appropriate the blood? Whatever you've been through, let the blood speak. Number five, the blood has opened the way for you and I to come directly before God. The blood has made access. In Hebrews chapter 10, 19 to 22, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holy, holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and a living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. <coughs> and having a high priest over the house of the Lord, let us draw now with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Hallelujah. Pure water came from. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The blood has opened the way. It says that he has, by the shedding of, the, of Jesus' blood, Jesus' uh, body he has made a new and a living way consecrated a way for us through the veil of his flesh so that we can now come boldly to the father not through our own righteousness lest anyone must, who can boast but through his blood through his cleansing blood through his way making blood he has made a way for us hallelujah if you have the way to come to the Father, why don't you use it? The fact that there's a way made doesn't mean you'll go through it. And it doesn't mean that you are, we are using it. I pray that we'll all use that blood. Use that avenue that the blood has created. That, that way he has made. Let us use that way into the presence of God. And, and bring our petitions before him. Said, let us now come boldly to the throne of grace to find help in the time of need. Hallelujah. I pray that we will use the blood. Amen. The blood guarantees that all the promises in the covenant is ours. All the promises in the Bible, in the word of God, is ours. This is the covenant. This is the title. This is the, uh, if somebody dies, they read a will. 
Isn't it? This is the will. But the will is only available to you and I through the blood. Because if the person doesn't die, you cannot use the, the will. So without the blood, the will is not, it's not void. You know, if I write a will now, when I die, this house goes to that person, this house goes to that person, that person. Now that I'm alive, that word doesn't mean anything. Do you understand that? Until the day I die, that word doesn't, cannot be used by anybody. But when I'm not there, by the blood, now the will can be read. And then the properties can be distributed. Amen. So the blood makes the promises here alive to you and I. Amen. And you see, when somebody says that you have been given a house, if you like, believe it. If you like, don't believe it. If you don't believe it, what happens? The house is not yours. <laughs> Are you getting it? If you don't believe, the house is not yours. But if you believe it and you get the keys, then you can use the, the place. Hallelujah. So the blood guarantees that all the promises are ours. And not just that, but now let us use the promise. Let us use the will. Let us use the gift that has been given to us. Amen. Hebrews 8, 6 says that, But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry, inasmuch as he also is a mediator of a better covenant, which was established on a better promise. Or better promises. Hallelujah. The blood is the strongest covenant. The surest guarantee for victory and for divine intervention. Amen. Everything I read in the Bible, every promise I read in the Bible, I believe it because the blood has made it so. The blood gives me that power to believe it and to walk in it and see it come to life in my own life. Amen. There's victory in the blood. Revelation 12, 11 says that they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. They got victory through the blood. Amen. There's victory. There is victory. Somebody say there's victory. There's victory over every, every pandemic situation. There's victory over every situation in your life. The confusion in your finances, there's victory through the blood. 